Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Well, I think I know those guys, but, you know, we may end up being more a little bit more three wise, um, you know, with, uh, with some of the guys that we have there. You know, all, all this will shake out after the cuts, so, you know, we can't jump ahead of anything right now. Dude, I love this new Mike Zimmer. Last week he's talking about wanting to throw the ball down the field more offensively. Now he's talking about spread them three wide. <laughs> this innovative approach to offense where you put three wide receivers on the field. Like, it is a new wait, wait, Mike what? Zimmer. Wait, wait, you're allowed to put three on the field? Yeah, so sometimes what teams will do, too. Oh, it, yeah. So you can put three receivers on the field, um, and you could even put them all on the same side. It's called trips. You could So you could go... It football. is legal. You could go. You could go trips right, or you could go trips left too. If you really want to sort of throw uh-huh. the opponent out, yeah. can you want Can you run a stack? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen uh, the Vikings and anything to do with a stack formation football. of receivers. But sure, like you, sure, yeah, you can't absolutely. <laughs> Uh, can you run a stack without tight ends and a fullback? Yes, you can. You can do that. Football. Well. All right, welcome in. This is Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We're counting down the days until the regular season opener against the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be watching that game in part on a TCL TV. It's uh, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. That's our executive producer and uh, founding father of Degeneration X. That's right. Declan Goff. Break it down. Look to the clip. And we are going to do our first of maybe two. We might do another one like right before the season, but we're going to pick the Viking schedule right now if you guys are down for it. Are you ready? Oh, I'm yes, ready. Yes, because I have changed a little bit since my last go around. Okay. Yeah. What did we also? I think Declan and I had them eleven an undefeated season. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. It was, it was seventeen and zero the day after the draft. I I tempered expectations down to eleven wins, and 
Curious where I end up three. being right here. Yeah, it might be now four. Now you're three and 14. Oh. Judd had them, I think, 10 and seven, and we had them at 11 and six. Correct. Right after the draft or sometime earlier this offseason. Yes. So if you could, for the YouTube audience, pop that schedule up on the screen so we can see these wonderful games here. Uh, so week one, I'm just going to go through. You guys keep track of your own wins and losses, we'll and then it. at the end we'll unveil. Already did not, it. You've already done the whole thing? Yeah, I went through and picked it this morning. So okay, I'm all right, overachiever. So now I'm, remember when, I'm prepared. Remember when it's Judd called, was it's called prep. throwing like 9,000 papers and pencils around when we were doing yes. our prep earlier? That's what he was doing. That's he was what he just, was doing? Yes, he was yes. just <laughs> X off, it, win, loss, win, loss, couldn't figure it out. You're like the yeah, you're you're like the kid in high school. Like you finish your homework an hour before everyone else, and you just sit in the hallway and read an extra book or something. Like or go that's to the bar. Judd or go to the bar. Football. Because <laughs> I've been in high school for 14 years. All right, and so obviously, thing like there's going to be cuts. The Vikings could find a couple players that are part of their rotation here, and, and we'll do a, a bonus emergency roster cuts episode later. But based on what we know right now through training camp, week one at Bengals, we'll go Judd, Declan, me. Week one at Cincinnati, the Minnesota Vikings leave with a, a victory. Yeah, I'm the same boat. I, I know uh, Joe Burrow should be back by then, but I, I think that Cincinnati team is mostly a disaster afterwards, so I, I still think the Vikings do get a win to start the season. Yeah, this this game almost feels like a trap game, oh, yeah. even though that's not really possible in week one. Right. It's like, oh, it's the Bengals, but... Right. Yeah, but the Vikings have kind of, you know, they got injury issues and they've got some question marks along the offensive line still and Rashad Hill. But I'm going to say it's a win on to week two at Arizona. Okay, so this is one where it's probably tougher than we think. Uh, as you guys definitely know, I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I think the Arizona, Car- I think this is a close game, but I think this is a Vikings loss. Cardinals beat the Vikings in Arizona. Yep, I'm in lockstep with uh, Sports Dad here. I think this is also a loss. I think Kyler Murray uh, gashes that defense that apparently is now top 10, and they lose in Arizona. Wow. So I actually think uh, Arizona is overrated this season. I like Kyler Murray too, but it feels like, I mean, everyone everyone's on the Cardinals as like a breakout team. I know it's going to be tough to go 2-0 and on the road to start the season. I think the Vikings beat the Cardinals here, so they start 2-0. and and that brings the Vikings home for the, for a rare home game against the Seahawks. Usually the Vikings are traveling out west. Yes. So Vikings-Seahawks, week three. And the Vikings lose this game a lot when it's played in Seattle. But it's the, it's the first game that's going to be played in the regular season in front of fans since 2019. Uh, it's going to be noisy. It's going to be loud. Russell Wilson has played in these environments before, so he's not going to get too flustered. But I do think the Vikings are going to come up with a big game here. They're going to ride the momentum of the home crowd to a win to put them at 2-1. and one. Dex? I have it as a loss. I know it's the first home game. Obviously, first home game with uh, a, a, what should be a mostly full U.S. Bank Stadium in almost two years. But I think the Seahawks are a better team, and this is a loss to kick off your home schedule. All right. I and Again, I'm just kind of going on, on a whim here. I haven't done deep dive matchup you didn't do uh, work I analytics did. here. The prep I did. My gut says they win this game. Like that they hey, this is a surge. They're starting two and oh. Seattle has to come to US Bank Stadium for the first time in a long time. Um have they ever played a game at US Bank Stadium? I don't know if they have. I think it's been a while since they've been in Minnesota. So I think the Vikings start hot three and oh, a home win. Wow. All right, Whoa. home against Cleveland week four. 
Okay, so this is a three-game homestand, and while it would be nice to sweep it, I think if there's a coach that has the opportunity to come here, the motivation and knowledge, Kevin Stefanski against Zim, he knows all the secrets. It's going to help. Cleveland is a good team. This is a loss for the Vikings. The Cleveland Browns, who I'm sure will uh, will not be favored in this game, leave with a win. Yep. Kevin Stefanski revenge game. This is the revenge tour. The Browns look hot in the preseason, too. I think they're going to be carrying over that momentum. I'm still not a big Baker Mayfield guy, but I do think he's still going to play to level of Baker Mayfield and, and be a good system quarterback for Cleveland. I do think Cleveland gets a win, and the Vikings start off their home schedule with back-to-back losses. Yeah, this is the Kevin Stefanski revenge game. This is Kevin Stefanski saying, you were on the fence. You guys were split 50-50 internally. Me or Mike Zimmer, I'm going to show you why you made a mistake. Cleveland's got a loaded roster, uh, so Vikings lose. Home against the Lions. Three straight home games here, home against the Lions. The first of two wins against uh, against the kneecap guy, Dan Campbell. Man, the Vikings Campbell. win this game. Yeah, Vikings Dan win this Campbell. game. This is I, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for all Dan Campbell post-game quotes, and I won't even on-air oh, yeah. production meeting, if we can do a Dan Campbell quote of the week after every Lions loss or win, I, I would not be opposed to it just to hear what he says. Uh, but I think the Vikings win this game easily. Finally for the first if, home win. It's a win, yes. Dan Campbell is a joke until proven otherwise. At Carolina in week six. Okay, so this is going to be probably, at this point in time, uh, Sam Darnold starting at quarterback. Matt Rule might be one of the worst game managing coaches I've seen. At least he was in his first year coaching in this league last year. Uh, He has no idea how to call timeouts or use the clock. Uh, Tough place to play, but I actually am going to say that the Vikings win this game because I don't know there's much about the Panthers that scares me. And I think Matt Rule might be a good coach as far as practice coach, but in-game, really, really shaky. I give the Vikings a win here. Yeah, I, I mean, this Carolina team actually could be really bad this season, I feel like. Christian McCaffrey should be healthy and should be money and is one of the best players in the NFL when healthy, but Carolina, I think, is going to be a disaster. I think the Vikings do get a, a, an easy win on the road. There are always games on the schedule that don't go the way that you – there's True. like you know five or six games where it's like in your head it's an instant win or loss and it goes the other way. This is the ultimate trap game, all right? This is right before a bye week. You're coming off three straight home games. You have this quick little road trip right before a bye. And a home. it's like you're, it's your only road game between week two and week nine. And uh, Carolina, according to actionnetwork.com, the over under win total is actually seven and a half. So they're not like they're, they, they might be feistier than people think is what some of the sports books are saying. I think this is a trap game. The Vikings lose this mm. game going into the bye. Coming out of the bye, home against the Cowboys, Judd. Oh, let me see here. All right. So you got Dak Prescott back. Dallas Dallas is a weird team, but it's a primetime game. This is the type of game where Kirk can tend to struggle a bit. I'm going to say that the Dallas Cowboys beat the Vikings in this game. It's a loss. I have this as a win. I think you come out the bye, you're ready to go. Uh, this could be a fun game. I think it could be like an offensive shootout. I do think both offenses yeah. could have a, a lot of firepower. This could be a lot of fun on national TV. I do think the Vikings get a win. Um, I, I know everyone still always says, this is the Cowboys year, right? It's, it's literally been on repeat as a broken record for like the last 15 years. Uh, but I think the Vikings do get a win at home against the Cowboys. This is fun, man. This is Halloween. This yeah. is the Cowboys. Sunday night football. Like all of the ingredients here for just a super fun game. I think the Vikings win in kind of a shootout here. I think it's like a this is going to be one of those games where like you get the 
awkward Mike Zimmer speech to Kirk Cousins again. So, I heard it all week long, right? You like that? 0-9 on Monday night. Yeah! <laughs> you like how this tastes? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. So, oh. I'm going to go a win for the Vikings here. Um, all right, so we are now seven games into the schedule, eight weeks in here, so we're, we're almost to the halfway point. A shout-out real quick here to our friends at the Minnesota State Lottery. So they're putting together for this season two Vikings scratch-off tickets, a $5 game that can win you up to $100,000 and a $2 skull game that can win you up to $15,000 and great second-chance prizes like Vikings tickets. So. If you're into uh, winning money and having fun, say I'm in to Viking Scratch Games from the Minnesota Lottery. Uh, Judd, are you day drinking at all yet? It's morning here. Hold on a second. Uh, I it's morning for you guys, Hold too. Hold on, i got to look what's in my mug to see if it's coffee or no, coffee bender? perhaps coffee bender. It's not. Now i got to pop here. You know what? As I go through this schedule, though, and if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this schedule is not as favorable as I thought it it was going to be a couple months ago. So what could I do to make it easier on myself? And then I say Minnesota's favorite IPA, Surly and Surly Furious in particular, would do exactly that. So, you know, I could celebrate if I thought that the that the Vikings were going to win 14 games, or I could drown my sorrows. But either way, Surly Furious, drink responsibly, is the way to do it. You do enough settling in life, so crack open a Furious. Enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Just get surly. You like that? Yes. You like that? All right. Now we got some. Yep. Now we get some back-to-back road games here again. Here, let's start with Week Nine at Baltimore, Judley. So I have this being the middle of a uh, of a period in which the Vikings are struggling a bit. At Baltimore is tough. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to uh, uh, test this defense for sure with a style of play that can be difficult to stop. I'm going to make this, if this was at home, I'd make it a win. But because it's on the road, I'm going to make this a second consecutive loss for the Vikings after the Cowboys. Dex? I have this as a loss as well. I think Baltimore is a damn good team. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to run all over Mike Zimmer's defense. This is a loss in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, over-under for the Ravens is 11 wins. That's the third highest total behind the Chiefs and the Bucks. So Vegas loves the Ravens, too. This is a tough one, man. Um yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the Vikings found a way to corral Lamar Jackson a little bit. Zimmer, when given some time to scheme, uh, you know, doesn't always bat a thousand. But I think this is a win for the Ravens as well. Which brings us to the next game, Week Ten at the Chargers. So the last time that the Vikings played the Chargers, they played them in what Carson, California, in a soccer stadium. They'll now play them right. at SoFi Stadium. They I also played them the last time with a struggling Philip Rivers, Phil Mackey's guy, and now they've got Justin Herbert. They uh, will have played in Baltimore and then then have to fly to the other uh, the other coast. This is a third consecutive loss for the Vikings. Mm. Things are catching up to them at this Uh-oh. point, and this is a loss. So the wheels are kind of coming off here. Kind of coming off is a really good way to put it because they're certainly not fully up. Dex, uh, for me, it's a win. Uh, I think they actually do get a win in, against the Chargers. I, I am I'm in still prove it mode with Justin Herbert. I know he had a phenomenal rookie season. A little bit of pride is affecting my decision here, but I think the Vikings get a win. And I will say these Ravens-Chargers game, these are prove-it prove it moments in the season, I think. If you get back-to-back road wins, and now all of a sudden you're coming into basically uh, the, the middle of November of your schedule, I, I think this is where you start getting a little more excited. But I, in general, I think the Vikings split these games. So for me, they're 5-4 and four at this point, but I do think they get a win against the Chargers. 
Uh, I, I so I have them winning back to back road games to start the year. This is where it comes uh, it, regressing to the mean, if you will. If they were to win these games back to back, that's a sign that this is a legitimate yeah. contender. Like to beat, so I've, I actually have them losing these games back to back. I got them losing at the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to be sneaky good. All right, home against Green Bay, your first of two matchups against the Packers in Week 11. So in typical Vikings fashion, I, I now have them after the loss to the Chargers at 4-5, and five, and I now have in my notes Kirk is being questioned, almost booed. Like there's a curiosity. Is Kirk going to get booed coming back home in the midst of a of a basically four-game road trip? What's going to happen here? Kirk might be, oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. This is where Kirk Cousins thrives. This is where Kirk says, Oh, the pressure's sort of off because we're we're not as good as I thought. So the Vikings win this game. See, I think the way you have it set up, though, if they're four and five going into a home game against the Packers, that is peak pressure right there. Yeah. Like the season's not over yet, and it's the Packers. But with Kirk's got that weird thing sometimes of and and it's a noon kickoff, no prime time, and people. So here's the thing with Kirk: when you write Kirk off, in his mind, the pressure dissipates, despite the fact it really shouldn't. I hear I hear you on that one. I got a win yeah. here. Dex. I have a loss. I have a loss to the Packers. I think it's going to be the similar thing that happened last year. I think actually the road teams are going to come in and uh, have a, a little bit more success. So I think actually the Green Bay Packers beat the Vikings at home in Week 11. Uh, I've got a win here for the Vikings. I think you'll find out if they sweep the Packers or not later in the predictions here. But I think <laughs> the Packers... They've got some offensive line issues now. Bakhtiari's going to miss the first six games. They already lost their center. Like I think Mike Zimmer's going to get after Aaron Rodgers in a noisy stadium again. Rodgers won't be able to check at the line of scrimmage like last year when it was empty. Exactly. All right, at San Francisco in Week 12. Uh, I've got this as a loss. So they, they are um, all jazzed up because they've ended their losing streak by beating the Packers. They go to San Francisco. I think San Francisco is going to come back and be good as well. So th- this on the surface is just a flat-out a tough game. I don't think it's a bad loss. I just think it's a loss. I have it as a loss, too. I I don't know which way the Niners are going to go. They have a good roster. They have a good coach. Uh, Trey Lance, what, I believe has a finger issue and at least missed the start of the regular season. Obviously, yeah. it looked like Jimmy G was probably going to be the, the exactly. week one starter regardless. Um, so I don't know if it'll be Trey Lance by this point in the season. I I just have it as a loss, so I think it, it's still a tough place to play. It's on the road, so for me, it's a loss, and the Vikings have lost three out of four for me. Yeah, San Francisco San Francisco is a beast anywhere, and at San Francisco here, this is a tough one. So this is a loss as well for me. Um, at the Lions in Week 13. Win. Win. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. Yeah, they're back to All right. Week 14, Steelers at home. Okay, so this is one where it's sort of, it's a primetime game. It's it, it's the type of game, it's a Thursday night game, so it's a short week off the Lions. But, I mean, this is this can be a Vikings loss, but this is one I think that they win. Uh, Roethlisberger, I have no clue. Like, you know, Ben's lost weight, he looks great, but he's he's an old man now. He'll be fat again by there. This is, <laughs> this is early December, man. He's, yeah, this is post-Thanksgiving, Ben Roethlisberger. He's looking forward to Christmas, Dude. and he's got the, got the cookies coming in. Yeah, he'll be I'm all going, hopped up on holiday food. I am going point. with Vikings win here. It's a, it's a very tough game, but it is a home game. The short week stinks, but Pittsburgh has to travel for it. I'm going Vikings win. Yep, I have a Vikings win too. I I, I know this is like basically one last, the last dance, if you will, also in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think they're headed towards a, an interesting spot to be, but I don't believe in Big Ben anymore. I think the Vikings do get a win on a short week at home. Yeah, Pittsburgh's the third team in that division, and um, by this point, I think I, I 
it's going to be tough for old Ben Roethlisberger to get things going on a Thursday night here. So Vikings win. Then the Vikings get the extra. They get like 11 days until a Monday night game in Chicago week 15. Mm-hmm. Monday night game <laughs> in Chicago. I mean, yes, they can win. But Justin Fields is, is starting by now. No question in my mind about that. I like Fields. Uh, fields here. Noise here might be a different story. In Chicago, though, um, I, I am very hesitant to give until it starts to happen the Vikings a sweep against the Bears. So I say that this is the Vikings' loss to the Bears. Uh, to me, it's a loss as well. I know they got the big win at Soldier Field last season, uh, but I, I think Justin Fields, by the time this rolls around, is going to be cooking and ready to go. I still can't believe they are putting all their eggs in uh, in Andy Dalton's basket. And as our old friend Rami Makloff, I believe, said on Twitter yesterday, if they want to go down with Andy Dalton and Matt Nagy as a tandem, go for it. You both can sink the ship and let Justin Fields eventually take things over. Uh, I think the Vikings lose at Soldier Field in Chicago. Mike Zimmer is generally great against young quarterbacks, and I think this is the time of season where the Bears are on the verge of firing everybody. So uh, I think the Vikings win at Sol- a rare win at Soldier Field on Monday night with the extra prep time for a young quarterback. That's the key here. They get three or four extra days to prep for a rookie quarterback. Mike Zimmer will take advantage. Week 16, Rams at home. Very, very difficult game. I, I think the Rams are going to be, I think they're going to be very good. Um, I think that there is a chance that this could be like a pick em. But I, the Vikings, this is the type of game I think that the Vikings at home win day after Christmas. I'm, I'm going to say that the Vikings prevail. I don't know why, but I, I've been talking to it since the beginning of the season. I think this is going to be the most fun game of the schedule. It's the day after Christmas. It's arguably the top team in the NFC, at least preseason-wise, in the Rams. Um, I, I could see this game still getting flexed out of the noon spot if both teams are pretty good. Uh, but I actually I agree with Judd. I think the Vikings get a win, and they, and they tease us going into these last two games, thinking, oh, they just beat you know arguably the number one team in the NFC. Everything's hunky dory. They got two more games left, and here comes the division. This is classic Vikings. They're going to tease us the day after Christmas and get a win against the Rams uh, to set up the last two games of the season. Uh, this is a loss coming off of so this is a short week. The way I have it playing out, the Vikings have back to back wins, including at Chicago, but a short week home against the Rams here. With the holiday and everything, I think the Rams. I do think the Rams are for real. Um, Matthew Stafford knows his way around the Vikings' defense as well. So I've got this as a loss at Green Bay on January second. Primetime game here, a Sunday night game oh, in the frigid of, cold, the oh, frozen tundra. A lot of tailgating. Of a lot of tailgating. Field. A lot of drunk Wisconsinites joined by Minnesota Vikings fans. Uh, Fifteen games in. By the way, I have the Vikings at eight and seven going into this game. I can't give the Vikings a sweep against the Packers. I know that they, uh, coming out of the bye, won there last year. I say that this is a loss, and the Vikings are now 8-8 eight and eight going into Game 17. Oof. Yeah, I'm actually in lockstep with Judd there with my record and also situation. I, I know I said the back the road teams could have more success this year again, just like it was last season. Uh, but it's Lambeau. It's, it's the middle of it's It's not a middle. It's the early January. It's freezing. Green Bay could be playing for the NFC North in this game if things are going according to plan in Green Bay. I think the Vikings lose in primetime at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I've got them losing this game. This is kind of just a classic. All the ingredients add up. It's cold weather for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers in primetime. Like, Kirk in primetime. It's all these things. So I've got them losing here, which means I've got the Vikings at 
nine and seven going into week 18. You guys have them eight and eight. So if this plays out this way and Chicago's coming home, they're absolutely playing for a playoff spot. If my scenario holds, they may or may not be depending, but like with all of us, this game could be the season and jobs here. Correct. So home against Chicago with all the chips on the table. So I'll preface this by saying, especially for that Packers game as well, part of the key here and the question that we don't know is how healthy is Dalvin Cook at that point? Because, like, I think these turn into, especially that Packers game, could be a Dalvin Cook game. Uh, home against Chicago. This has been, this game's given the Vikings some problems during Zim's tenure. Yeah. But I'm going to say that they split with the Bears. So they do win this game. They prevail and are 9-8 and eight at the end of the regular season. Yep, I'm, I'm in lockstep with Judd. I think this is a win to get you in probably as probably the last team in in the NFC. Um, probably have to go on the road, maybe even back to Lambeau Field the very next week if it was wild card weekend and the season played out like that. I think the Vikings win this game against Chicago. They get that final playoff spot, and they finish 9-8 and eight in my final record prediction. It is a win for me, making them 10-7. and seven. They're going then. Getting into the playoffs, probably not winning the division. It kind of depends on how Green Bay season goes, but they definitely get in, and then it just depends on what they can do from there. Let us and, know, you guys, in the comment section on the Purple Daily YouTube page, what do you think their record is going to be? Uh, drop us a record in the comment section. Sorry, Judd, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I think in all three of our cases then, the thing is um, jobs aren't necessarily saved by our predictions. I think you need to win probably a playoff game. Yeah. Got to do some damage. Like yeah. I think if you go, I think if you go one and out, some heads still roll. Yep. So I actually have them going five and one in the division, but only winning ten games overall, which probably means the division is a little bit weak. And I've got you know, them at, the, six, at, at uh, six and two at home, but three and six on the road. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. There's some tough road games mm-hmm. on the schedule. Just. <laughs> Brutal. Um, All right, boys, let's get into Judd's camp notes here from the last couple of days. Vikings, and we'll we'll, we'll do some evaluation of the cuts when they come down today. We're recording this before the Vikings finalize their 53-man roster. But what are a couple things that are standing out to you observing Vikingsville, Judd? Well, one is the the soundbite from Zim that Declan played at the outset of uh, today's Purple Daily, and that is, and again... It's a fun game to play. What does Zim mean? Because in the quote or the soundbite that Declan played, you know, Mike says with Irv Smith out, and they're confirming he's out, that, you know, they could go to three receiver sets. And if they do that and do it right, Eureka, it could be very intriguing. Well, I can tell you one guy who won't be part of the (laughs) three-man wide receiver. Dude, honestly, dude, like. I'll take my victory lap. Well, Chad Beebe has like a broken foot. I don't oh. know why you're cheering. Oh, what oh, do you need... know? Chad Beebe got hurt again in training camp? Oh, I'm shocked. I'm he's shocked. Not... Your vitriol for Chad Beebe, young I don't man, care. is out of line. I don't, I, I, I don't care. It's, it's, the, it's the fifth year in a row that he has suffered some type of injury at the last second. Bat. Dude, it, your best ability is your availability, and he's never been healthy either. Like, it, it, I'm sorry. It sucks Who he got ca- hurt. Who cares? He's Chad Beebe, dude. I, I, I mean, I, I'm Drop fine with it, it already. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> God, I refuse dude. to. 
like he's a borderline roster guy that you're obsessed with. Darn. So he needs to undergo surgery on his left foot that will sideline him for several months. Well, good good for him. You know what this means? He's still getting paid by by the Vikings. Getting paid. So he can't be cut. Good for him. All right. What else is uh, percolating? No, but but I mean, aren't you guys aren't aren't you guys curious if Mike now? I don't know that that he is. I don't know that what he's saying is going to basically play out like we're talking about. But if you really go to, if you're like, okay, Irv Smith can't play. Irv Smith was going to be a very important part of our offense. But now we're going Jefferson Thielen, KJ Osborne, or eventually DD Westbrook, and you deploy three receiver sets and use them. It's an interesting twist. I mean, if you're asking, like, if Irv Smith's out and Conklin isn't 100% because of his hamstring injury. Like, who do I want getting targets? K.J. Yeah. Osborne or, like, tight ends further down the depth chart? C.J. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Declan and I love ourselves some C.J. Ham. I so do don't go throwing C.J. Ham shade around here. He hates Chad Beebe and he loves the fullback. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, but I would say K.J. Osborne getting targets would be uh, a good thing over, like, third and fourth string tight ends and fullbacks. And I'm going to so. tell you right now, as, as a receiver, that guy has really improved. He's impressive. Yeah. All right. My second camp note is this one. And, and this comes from a combination of Zimmer's recent press conferences and what Mark Craig wrote in the Star Tribune. I think it was on Sunday. Mike Zimmer openly talking about, and again, I'm not buying it until it's official, but openly talking about the fact that in Clint Kubiak and and special teams coordinator Ryan Ficken, who had long been an assistant on special teams, but now he's got the head role, that Mike is talking about giving his son Adam the play-calling duties on defense because clearly somebody has said, hey, you got a lot of young people here in the other coordinator spots, and we might need you to be more observant of different sides of the ball and facets of the game on game day. Um, and your kid's going to do what you want, probably play calling wise, but you're not going to have to be constantly thinking about and tied up with defensive play calling and therefore can oversee more facets of the game. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, um, Mike Zimmer should do whatever he feels comfortable doing. And if he doesn't feel comfortable roaming around and being a CEO on game day, then, I mean, he's in. The, it's not like he's forty-two and right. is going to change his ways. Like, right. However, he feels comfortable on game day. He should like if if he feels like calling the the the, the defensive plays is going to elevate our defense twenty percent beyond what like anyone else could do calling plays. Then just call plays. Then just call plays. If you're not going to be a great CEO on the sideline, then well, you know, it'd be nice to have someone that could be and be great at clock management and things like that. But I don't expect him to just like be the best in the NFL at that overnight at this point. I, I guess I'm just accepting of him being who he is. And where so. I'm curious, where I'm curious too, though, is 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 Mike having more of a voice in the offense and special teams? Is that a productive thing or unproductive? Because like I don't sense he's he's Mister Calm, Cool, and Collected. Hey, Clint, here's what I think that we should do. I've seen a lot yeah. of things, and I think he's like. Uh, you got to run the ball more right now. Um, well, I think the things that so, he should be focused on are like game and clock. Like if he's going to do this, game and clock management. Yep. How can we finesse the last four minutes of a half? Yeah, I don't think he thinks like that. You know, how can we? Be, how can we? You know, how can we win in the margins when it comes to game management and game theory and things like that? 
and they oftentimes fall short in that. And they fell short with that with Brad Childress oftentimes and Mike Tice. Like it's never, it, I can't remember the last time I felt like a Vikings head coach was running circles around their opponent with like game theory and game and clock management. So Bud, Bud back in the day, <laughs> 19, 1978. I'm going to tell you they kicked ass when it came to game theory, <laughs> Bud. Bud just, yeah, Bud and all those Atari football games that he was studying clock management at the end. Um, you like that? You like that? And then uh, I know you sent a note, too, that this is roster cutdown day. Um, I don't think it makes sense for us to do any predictions because, like, unless you guys want to go on the record with something just to be right or wrong, because by the time people consume this, it's likely I'll give the you cuts a, will be out. I'll give, you, I'll give you a possibility to be cut. I don't think he will be, but, like, if there's going to be – it's not fair to say high profile. If there's going to be a name that we know who's going to be cut, I go Stephen Weatherly, hmm. who came here with a chance to start. It's very, very clear that that right end spot has been won at this point by DJ Wanham. I think they still like Patrick Jones the second their draft pick a lot. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they would try. He's a third round pick. I, mean, I don't think they try and sneak him through the waiver process. I'm going Stephen Weatherly. Do you guys think Dakota Dozier makes the team? I sure hope not. Just take out the temptation. But I can't. I, I you know, I, I've I have no feel for this. Just pick like, up another player off waivers. Just pick yeah. up another guard off waivers. Yeah, like any literally anyone. any guard. Literally anyone. Yeah, yeah. But I can't assure you he he won't. Like he's been kept around for and been given more opportunities. I mean, how did he start training camp battling for a starting position? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, all right. Those are Judd's camp notes here as we go into the final 53-man roster. Um, I do have some Vikings trivia for you guys. You guys can team up against me here. Okay. And uh, we talked about on Mackie and Judd today. So Declan on Random Season Recall gave us the 2001 Vikings. And then we sort of transitioned into the 2002 Vikings in our discussion. So here's my question to you guys. <laughs> there were 11 players caught a pass for the 2002 Minnesota Vikings. 2002 Minnesota Hold Vikings. On. Okay. Now, yep. Declan was already looking at the 01 Vikings, but, yeah. so he might have some of these names in his head. Mm. Yep. But 11 players caught a pass. Can you name seven of them? Right. And then the other four are just bonus and showing up. Okay, can I talk to Declan here, please? Yep. Yep, you get three incorrect guesses. Okay, so... so Combined. So Moss for sure. Yep. Phil Moss. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll knock sorry. that one off. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, Was Burleson around there by then? Um, when, when did Burleson join the... So I, I think his his... Big season was what oh three or oh four, so he could have been a rookie around this time. But I'll, I'll write him down just to keep him in pencil. But it's not an official guess yet. Okay. Um, right. I'm guessing Michael Bennett Pat catch caught a pass. Judd, are you okay? It's no. an official guess. Yes, yes. Michael yes. Bennett. So rookie Michael Bennett. Yep. Um, who was a tight? Who were the tight ends on that team? Well, so it was uh, Chamberlain from oh one. I don't know if Wig if he was gone and if and if um, Wiggins was Jermaine there. Jermaine Wiggins yet. was on. Jermaine Wiggins, I believe, was on the Patriots roster when they had the malfunction with Janet Jackson's wardrobe. So I don't think he was near Minnesota <laughs> by that point. Okay. Uh, was Kelly Campbell on this team, Judd? 
Ooh, I, be I believe so, yes. Okay, let's... That's let's, a good guess. Let's... Official, you want to go? Yeah. Kelly fine, Campbell, yeah. official guess. All right. So four more. It is what it is. So okay, so we're trying to come up with seven. Ooh. Yep, you got right? three. Um, you so know what? Three, so Judd, you know what, Judd? What's, what's up? Klein Saucer. Okay, yep. Klein Saucer, official guess. Yep. Was, tied, for, tied for third. Was oh, wow. Mo Will was Mo Ooh. Williams on this team? This is right around. Yeah, Mo, Mo, the Wiz. You know, Ontario is probably on your deal. Um, I feel more comfortable yeah. about Mo than I do Ontario. So let's go with Mo Williams as an official guess. All right. Wow, this is a clinic by you guys. One, right two, now. three, four. So, so we're short. So we're short two. two. We've got Burleson in our back pocket potentially if we need it. We've mm -hmm. got. And you got three. You got two incorrect guesses to burn. You got Chamberlain in our back pocket. I don't remember if he. I don't know. I don't remember when he left. When mm -hmm. was um? And th this is not a guess or even close. But speaking of tight ends, when was Carlos de Crumpler there? Was that way before? Oh, God. Such uh, a great name. Yeah, it is a great. And then there was name. Alge. Alge was his brother, right? Alge, Alge Crumpler. Crumpler. He was good. And he was good. Yeah, yeah he was a pretty good Alge player. Crumpler was good. Um, all right. So we could go down the path of more receivers decks because we've only got named two. Yeah. Who else was? Who else were the receivers? I'm trying to think. This is so this I'm gonna. I'll give you guys a little hint here. It's sure. not. It's not going to give away everything. But like you guys so far have nailed in terms of the most receptions on the team. You've nailed the number one, number three, number four, and number six. So among the top, we're missing number two. So you're still missing two among the top six. Um, oh, okay. So Carter, Judd Carter was gone to Miami, two. right? Judd Carter yes. was in Miami by O two, wasn't he? Because he, yeah, was he was on the O one team. He was on the O one. I believe team. he came back here and he was sort of fat with the Dolphins, right? Yeah. And because Gary Anderson or somebody missed a field goal and Carter was on the celebrating at the Metrodome side on the sideline celebrating being a real horse's ass. <laughs> um, Should we burn Burleson? Oh, I was going to say, Burleson. We've got three wrong guesses? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Then, yeah. I think yeah, so. Burleson. Nate Burleson. Rats. Oh, that's right. okay. We that's okay. Um, <laughs> okay, who would have been two, Dex? That, that's what we need. It's got to be a wide receiver, right? I'd assume so. But we we okay, guessed so Campbell, we guessed Moss. So you got Moss? You got Moss and Campbell. As I go away from the microphone and start talking to myself, um, well, okay, there, there there had to be another prominent receiver. I know, I though. Chris, I, I, I'm, I'm sure Chris Carter was gone by because I think one <sighs> So this is Tice. This is Tice's first year, full year. Man, you got six to choose from here. I mean, there's eleven on the you board. Know, you, you know, five. this isn't as easy as it seems, Mister. I've got all the answers sitting in front of me. <laughs> um. I mean, obviously there was a tight end that probably caught a boatload of passes. I just, I don't know if it's Wiggins or if it, it's probably not Wiggins. But it, I don't know if it's, it's Chamberlain or. Well, okay, ah. Byron, Cham Byron Chamberlain we know was on the 0-1 team. He was a Pro Bowl player. He the, also, odds are good he, the odds are good he came back. Yeah, but yeah. He also said, when we said client sauce, he said third in the team in receptions. Yeah, he said first, third, fourth, and sixth. So, I mean, so that doesn't mean that Chamberlain still couldn't rack up some, but that means he probably wasn't. I feel he like probably didn't go two, three in tight ends for receptions. No, no. I feel like we're missing an obvious second guy. Okay. Who was, the, who was second to Moss by Dude. 2002? 
I'm, I am seriously having a, a mental break here. Because <laughs> Campbell it's was clearly someone like obvious, four. too. Do you guys yes. want to guess Byron Chamberlain? Yeah, um, I think we should. I, okay. I think all we right. should. All right, it's fine. All right. All right. So, all right. So no, you need got one more. You got six. You need so we're, one but more. We're missing, a, we're missing a completely obvious one. Who else was on this team as wide? <laughs> who was wide receiver two? Like, we're just missing it. I will say it's not as obvious as you might think. Okay. But there, but there are names here. Not all of the 11 names are going to be like, oh, yeah. But a few of them are. A few of them are like, oh, man. Randy Moss. Who else was catching passes? I'll give you guys 60 more seconds here. Was there, was there somebody else who they, like, had signed? Like, mm-hmm. when they signed Marcus... When, when did they sign Marcus Robinson? Uh, that was later. That was like 05. Okay. And that's when Williamson okay. was drafted. Well, how about this just to get to seven? Ontario Smith. Okay. Oh! Oh, a devastating <laughs> blow. So you have one more incorrect guess, but you need one more to win the challenge. All right. God bless, dude. I Okay. So hold on. <laughs> so you think Marcus Robinson was, was later... Um. Oh, 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 oh. Say it. Do you remember? Do you remember Dwayne Bates from the Bears? They got him from the Bears. No, but just if you want to throw right it around out, this time, may as well. All right, Dwayne Bates. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. Yes, right. he was number right. two on the All team. Right. Yeah, I would have never got I that. Lane Bates had 50 you, catches for 689. I that one out of place. Oh, thank, like <laughs> thank you, Judd. Thank you, Judd. Dwayne Amazing. Bates. All right, he so was the... Marcus Robinson before they, they signed Dwayne Bates from the Bears, Marcus Robinson, who had played for the Bears, and then eventually Devin Aroma should do from the Bears. Wow. Dude. They used to rob the Bears. Who knows why? And the Packers. Robert Ferguson and uh, Javon Walker was here for a hot tick. I'll get you the rest in a second, but a shout out to our friends at Moon Motorsports. So Moon Motorsports in Monticello, uh, not only has it been family owned and operated for 50 plus years, but um, they have the widest selection of ATV side-by-side snowmobiles, the largest inventory selection in the region. So if you like to get out and enjoy your power sports, uh, 10 top-notch brands, Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, you name it, Moon Motorsports. Over in Monticello or moonmotorsports.com. Check them out. Also, for business owners out there, Federated has been helping business owners for over 100 years in the state of Minnesota. And uh, you can find out more about how they can protect you, give you peace of mind, risk management resources, and tools at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So uh, in, in order of receptions, Randy Moss, 106, Dwayne Bates, 50, Michael Bennett, and Jim Kleinsasser each had 37, Byron Chamberlain, 34, Mo Williams, 27, Derek Alexander had 14 catches, Completely Chris Walsh him. had 14 catches, special teams him. ace, got him. Kelly Campbell, 13, Hunter Goodwin had four, Cedric James had one. I don't know. No recollection. Is. So. I forgot that that Derek Alexander played for the Vikings. Yeah, totally forgot him. Oof. That's an right, obscure but, era of Vikings. Pulled out of the fire, so. Declan. <laughs> Oof. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Write that down, predictions tomorrow, and we'll probably hit you with 
some sort of uh, 53-man roster thing later on today, too. So see you guys.